Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Josh McDonnell, journalist at Ad News, and you're listening to the new NGN podcast recorded at Forbes Street Studios. In this monthly podcast, we'll be speaking to some of the industry's emerging leaders about the big issues facing the younger generations within Adland. We are joined today by Initiative's Danielle Gallopienzo. How are you, Danielle? Good, thanks, Josh. Before we begin, today we'll be speaking on the topic of mental health. If you or someone you love is in crisis or needs support, please contact Lifeline or Beyond Blue. So I think we'll just get going with, um, I think, a bit of a tricky topic. I mean, it's got so much complexity. It's got... A whole heap of issues surrounding it, but uh, particularly for Adland and people in media, burnout is a topic that's often discussed, you know, by business leaders and, you know, those in the Australian media sector. Um, among media companies and agencies, do you think there's a heightened risk of suffering from mental health issues in their work environment? I think in general, in any high performance environment, there's a heightened need for attention towards mental health. I think our industry can be considered one of them because there is that topic around burnout and high pressure at work, but it's not something that's just restricted to our industry. I really think there are lots of different pressures in high performance environments around finance or sport or even farming. Um, So it's something that I feel like in general across Australia, a lot of people do experience. And um, do you think that there's anything specific to media that may cause this issue or...? Um, I don't think necessarily that it's a cause, personally. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, there's a need to address it because we there are long hours that we work. Um, there are, you know, demanding clients. Um, so I definitely do think that there needs to be attention towards it and it needs to be addressed. We need to provide supportive environments just like in our industry and in others. And I mean, on that matter of uh, those supportive environments, you've just completed a mental health first aid uh, accreditation course. Can you sort of explain that to me and flesh it out a little bit? Sure. So I took the course as a part of Initiative's wellbeing program. Um, So we have volunteers in each of our offices nationally who put their hands up to become a mental health first aid officer. So essentially the purpose of taking the course is firstly to promote good health prevent mental illness and have the tools to really support people with mental health problems. So within the course, we learned about different mental illnesses, um, how to recognise the symptoms and know the risks, and then really learn how to respond to people with mental health problems in the best way. Um, So it's basically just like physical first aid, but for mental health. Um, And this way we can act as the representatives within our agencies, um, in addition to HR, to really provide that support um, for anyone 
of our employees to come and talk to us if they're going through anything, if they really want to talk out an issue, if they're feeling a certain way. And then similarly, now we know how to recognise certain symptoms in other people as well to sort of go up to them and provide help as well, even if they're not coming to us. And when undertaking that course, did you find it particularly challenging or eye-opening or were there sort of things that you weren't expecting to sort of come with it? Definitely. It was a pretty heavy two days. Mm. So we went through and a lot of, as you said at the beginning, a lot of these issues are pretty heavy. Um, So there were a lot of anecdotes and videos that we got shown as well, stories of people having gone through it and recovered um, that were really eye-opening, pretty heavy, um, talking about a lot of, because they are serious issues. Um, So there was a lot that we learned, but it was really enlightening at the same time. And did it sort of have an impact on, I guess, your perspective of the industry that you work in? I think, first of all, it really taught me that mental illness doesn't discriminate at all. Mm -hmm. So we learned that one in five Australians age 18 to 65 experience some form of mental illness in any given year, which is quite shocking. Um, It really changed the way that I approach both myself and my colleagues. Um, everyone in our industry is often so social and outgoing. It's really busy and it just feels like people are just getting on with things. Everything's under control, but you never really know what someone's going through. So for me, that's the biggest takeout that I had of it. Mm. And I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's jargon and stuff that goes around and sometimes maybe the word like industry churn is not probably the best phrasing, but there are a lot of people that sort of roll through the industry and roll quite quickly out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that has a major effect on mental health? Do you think that, you know, the short tenures of people in roles has an impact? I honestly don't think that there's a correlation between the two, to be honest. Really? Um, so mental illnesses actually often start in adolescence or early adulthood. Mm-hmm. In Australia, half of all people who experience mental illness have their first episode already by the age of 18. So that's 50% of people who experience it have their first episode by the age of 18. So this is well before the time anyone has even started a full-time job. Um, Of course, the additional pressures of the industry, it's definitely not for just anyone. Mm. Um, And really, when you are young and coming into the industry, you need to learn about what you're passionate about. And like in any job, really, if you don't like it, you'll leave and try something else. So... Fair enough. I mean, I didn't realise it was that high of people having an episode before the age of 18. Yeah. It's quite significant. Um, I guess, too, you've worked in various media agencies um, and you've probably seen, you know, plenty of different structures and different um, protocols in place for, you know, looking after mental health. Um, but from your personal perspective and your experience, how have you managed those things that do cause stress and do play, you know, some role in your mental health, uh, which would be, you know, things like deadlines and pressures from agencies and clients? Yeah, I definitely think I struggled with it more in the beginning of my career. So when I first started out, it makes sense because, um, you know, you're starting a full-time job, you're getting responsibilities that you never had before. So for me, time management of those sorts of deadlines and things like that was a bit of a struggle. Mm. The best thing that I ever did was go through time management training. So for me, that really, really helped. We talked about different tools of how to manage workload, manage your to-do list, and also tools to help you talk to your managers more openly about what they're expecting of you. Mm. And those are tactics that I still use today. So that's one thing. And then the other, what I've really learned throughout my experience in my career has been in our industries, there's lots of ebbs and flows of how 
much pressure you need to put on yourself when you really need to put your, pull your socks up and work on this really important project. You mm. do long hours. That's granted. But in those times when it's more sort of hygiene tasks, that's when I've really learned to go, okay, I can give my all within those really important projects, but then know when to sort of take my foot off the gas pedal and go, you know what, I don't need to get into the habit of stressing about a request or working long hours just for the sake of it. Mm. So that's when I sort of learned to go, okay, here's my opportunity to take some time for myself. And you mentioned there, you know, sort of going to managers and things like that. In your... um in your opinion, do you think that people are comfortable to go to their managers and discuss mental health issues? I think that increasingly so it's up to us and also leaders of companies and things like that to make it more of an open environment to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're already doing such a good job. We're doing this podcast to begin with. Yep. It's, a, it's a good start. Yeah. Um, so I think that increasingly so people will become more and more comfortable I don't think it's there yet, mm -hmm. but I think the more brave that people are and the more managers realise how they can really be open about that, of going, you know what, you can take a sick day for your physical health or for your mental health, and that's okay, and you can yeah. be honest about it. You don't need to make up an excuse. I've been in situations like that as well when I've sort of turned around and been like, oh, I can't take a day even though I really feel like taking it. Yeah. No, I certainly, um, I've gone down that path myself and it's never great to, you know, sort of not be able to take that time for yourself. So it's really, I think that's really important to be able to, you know, come forward and say, look, I need that extra time. Exactly. Um, I guess, which leads me to say, you know, what initiatives does initiative have <laughs> that um, sort of, you know, help its younger staff? So I mentioned our wellbeing program earlier. So that's one thing. It's built around three pillars to really ensure that we're promoting behaviour change. That's really important for us. The pillars are normalise, nurture and navigate. So it's all around, you know navigating that and these different stages throughout the talking about it, taking action, doing things for ourselves and taking responsibility for it as well. And we're really trying hard to make sure that we're not just talking about the subject and then leaving it. We want to really make a change and provide action for people. Um, so the sorts of things that we do through that are bringing speakers in, but that will be through different parts of the of well-being as a subject so that will be about mental health or about nutrition or about sport work-life balance anything around that um another thing is meditation that we have throughout the holding group as well but specifically at initiative we've got a partnership with headspace where we've provided access to the headspace app for all of our employees for them to use to meditate if they need throughout the day or even in their spare time um, we have a gym at work. Um, we have the mental health first aiders, which I mentioned earlier, and also an employee assistance program that people can call and have confidential conversations with counsellors if they need. Um, so we have a few more things in the works, but they're not fully developed, but mm -hmm. those are a few examples. And another thing, if we're talking specifically about young people as well, because what I mentioned before is for everyone in the agency, not only young people, um, we have our partnership with NGEN, obviously, um, and myself and our other NGEN representative, Michael, whenever we have a new recruit 
in the agency who's under five years experience. We'll bring them in, do an induction on NGEN, explain how NGEN can help them with their careers. And then we've also, off the back of one of the NGEN trainees, which is the media survival guide, we've created a document with a few tips and tricks and sort of commandments of media. So for them starting off going, these are your do's and don'ts. Here's how we can help you out just starting off so that it doesn't seem as overwhelming. And right there, you mentioned experience. And um, I think, you know, the next question really is going to be, you know, what advice do you have for those people who, I don't know, they might feel overworked or they might be asked to do things outside of, you know, I guess their qualification or experience. And Sometimes, you know, um, employers, you know, they get under the pump themselves and they sort of push work onto others that perhaps that person doesn't be able to handle. Is there any advice you can sort of give for people who might feel that way? Yeah, sure. I think it's a really tricky one because it depends on each situation. Um, But I think if it's a serious situation where the person feels irresponsible um, like, like feels that it would be irresponsible for them to do the job yeah. or that, you know, it's not within their remit to make that decision on their own. I'm a huge believer, as we talked about before, of open communication. So they should really be vocal about that with their managers. I'm always a big believer of asking for help. Yeah. So you can only learn when you admit that you don't know everything. So really put your hand up, go, hey, I want to be able to do this, but can you guide me through it? Can someone help support me? Can you sit down with me and take me through the whole process? Um, because it's true that our industry, there's a lot of change in it. Mm. And there's a lot of expectations on us keeping up with that change. And really for personal development, you want to be able to do things that you know, are a few tasks of the pay grade above you, for example, so that you can be able to prove that you can do that and then move up. Mm. So really for personal development, it is important, but you should never feel like you need to do that without the support of your managers. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. For other people you trust around you within the workplace. Certainly. And I mean, look, we'll move on to something, I think it's a little bit more broader in the industry, which um, we sort of mentioned earlier and uh, you've sort of got your issues with how we should be addressing it. And uh, so what do you think the current state of play is with the media industry in addressing mental health issues? I think, as I said before, the conversation around mental health is definitely evolving um, and becoming more and more normal and acceptable to talk about. Um, 
organisations such as Unlimited are really great for us within this industry because it really brings awareness to these real issues and gets agencies and partners to get involved in it as well. And it's really important that we do do that because um, it's said that mental health costs will actually exceed physical health costs by 2030. So we need to get on board. Yeah. There's no question about it, but we can always do better than we're doing now. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, you know, Unlimited and I guess, you know, they, they, they do such great work, but obviously, you know, they're one entity. What, what, what's some of the other things that you think the industry could be doing, you know, not just um, open communication, but really, you know, whether it's events or whether it's, you know, you know, maybe it is dedicated events to speak about these things. You know, this is an industry that likes its events. Is there, you know, some, you know opportunities outside of, you know, the existing bodies. Definitely. And I know you said outside of communication, but things like events as well mm. are really an opportunity to talk about it. Sure. The same thing with having speakers come in as, as we're planning on doing within companies and agencies for people to talk about their experiences. We've had some great ones come in to talk from other charities as well, to come in and talk about stories and everyone always is so touched by those personal stories. So I think that's such an important part for people to realise and going, okay, I can see someone brave enough to have gone through something and talk to me about it. Maybe I can open up to someone that I trust and talk to them about things that I'm going through. And that's actually a really good point. Do you think that one of the things that, you know, I guess holds people back in conversation or the open communication is trust? Or do you think it's just, you know, I mean, from personal experience, sometimes I feel it's trust. Mm. I want to make sure I'm speaking to the right person. If I feel that, you know, I, you know, my mental health is affected. Do you think that it's trust? Do you think it's something else? I think a lot of the time it's fear of judgment. Mm. So, which does link in with trust as well, but it might not just be the fear of judgment from other people. It can also be how you're feeling within yourself as well, is that you don't want to address it or admit it. Or we even talked about throughout the course that a lot of people who are struggling through mental health issues have never known anything any different. So they don't mm. actually know that that's not, you know, that there's a better way to feel that there's, that what they're going through is absolutely normal. Um, but it is something that can be addressed that they can get help for, and it can be different in the long run. Um, so that's something as well that people may not even realize that they're going through something that they don't have to mm. be going through alone. And is there anything, you know, I always like to think that it's the small things too with mental health, you know, like breakout rooms and stuff like that, you know, how important are sort of the little things that companies can do to sort of, you know, not necessarily big programs that say, here's, you know, here's the opportunity to sit down with a counsellor, but just little reminders that, you know, we're here for you. Absolutely. I think there are lots of little things, even small things like having employees feel like they are open to just going to the park across the road and taking a walk during the day without feeling like, oh no, I've got too much work to do. To have that, that feel to go, you know what, if you do take a break, you'll actually work better in the end. You don't always need to show that you're going, going, going without taking any time for yourself because it might be better for everyone in the long run. Yeah. Um, so small things like that, you know, I keep saying, talking to people about it, mentioning it, people telling their stories, um, you know, just having a breather, having some social time as well with people that you work with, if that's something that you enjoy doing, being able to have that healthy work-life balance when you need it. And as we mentioned before, those, those days off when you need it as well. Mm. 
And I mean, let's talk um, industry bodies because this is something that, you know, is really important to the industry at this point. And, um, you know, the communications council and there's so many bodies that I could rattle off, but do you think it's time that, or do you think it's time for them to have a bigger input in this issue? I think it is a tricky one. Mm. I think for this moment in time, it's each company's responsibility to develop their own solutions because it really does show themselves that it comes from genuine care for employees for themselves. And I think, especially for a topic like this, showing that care is really, really important rather than showing that it's something that they have to do and they just need to tick a box. And then to be able to attract new talent and the right talent as well is something really important. If you show that you have those policies in place within your organisation, you're going to attract the right people to come and want to work for you. Mm. And uh, I guess every agency and every holding group, um, everyone's got a wellness program. Um, You've rattled off a few that you have. Uh, what agencies and brands that outside of your own do you think are doing a good job? You <laughs> but, stole my answer. <laughs> I was going to say initiative. Um, no. And you still can. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, well, initiative. <laughs> um, honestly, it's very difficult to know what other people are doing unless mm. they're talking about it like this. Um, so, you know, you did mention before I have worked at a couple of different agencies. At the time when I did work there, there weren't too many things like this going on. But similarly, you know, we've only just launched this program, so they could be launching their own as well. Um, I think unless you do work somewhere, you a lot of people hold their cards closer to their chest. Mm. But hopefully with talking about it more and more, people will be more, more overt. They'll be selling it in as well. Um so I think everyone should be doing it. Well, I've got a little bit of a tricky curveball one for you because uh, this is something that sort of I think about quite a bit when it comes to mental health, particularly in corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Where do you think it starts, at the top or from those coming in? Because mental health awareness is really starting to come to life for those, you know, in uh, the demographic of 18 to, you know, 34. Do you think that, you know, yeah, where do you think it starts from the people at the bottom or the people at the top making the decisions? Um. I think the most important is coming from the people at the top. Mm. I think people within companies and agencies can help sort of push that forward. Mm -hmm. But as you were saying about people feeling comfortable to talk about it, comfortable to tell their managers that they're taking a day off for their mental health, I think it needs to come from the top to sort of create an environment where people feel comfortable to say that. Yeah. And, you know, come forward and say, yep, this is what I need. Brilliant. And um, look, I personally have my own tips and tricks for dealing with stress. Um, I like to put on a bit of Adele and have a sob. (laughs) I like to watch my dad operate any form of technology and I realise people can be more stressed than myself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I mean, what do you do to clear your head? Um, So I do use the Headspace app quite a bit. Can you maybe explain a bit about the Headspace app for you know some people who might not exactly know what it is? Sure. Um, so essentially it's an app all based around meditation mm-hmm. and there are lots of different kinds. There are different packages that you can go through which will take a little bit longer time that you do over a long period every day, every week um, for different things. So it could be happiness, it could be depression, it could be stress. There are also single forms of meditation that are a little bit um, shorter that you can go through. So this is all guided, um, which can be sleep, which is one thing that I do every night. I use it to put me to sleep. Sure. Um, 
and lots of different things. So if you have a tough deadline, you can use that to sort of calm yourself down before a presentation, same thing. So there are a lot of different themed ones that really help with anything you could think about. Fantastic. That was more for my own knowledge then. (laughs) (laughs) You should download it. Try it out. So what are some of the other things outside of the app? Yep. So I like to sing. Yeah. That sort of relaxes me a little bit as well. Have you got a go-to karaoke song? Oh, it has to be some Stevie Wonder. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> and uh, singing, you know. Um, I sort of do. I listen to music, sit out in the sun, um, and recently I've started up boxing, which has oh, been wow. a good stress reliever as well. Fantastic. We're just sparring, just a few lessons uh, here and there. Yeah, just it? some classes. Just some classes. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, and I think this is on, this is one that I actually do think is a little bit different. Um, you know, there's de-stressing and there's taking the stress out of everything, but sometimes there's that need to really shut down and really close off and just really take a break. How do you do that? How do you really close yourself and just take that time? It is really tough. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I could easily say it's pretty much only when I'm sleeping (laughs) and even then who knows. Um, but outside of that, bit of a guilty pleasure. I like watching trashy TV shows. Yeah. Really just switches that mind off. It's easy. Any sort of distraction like that. Podcasts. Um, I mentioned music before. So just anything like that that really takes my mind off things. Yeah, I feel like that trashy TV has got to be a bit of a switch off one, right? Because they <laughs> seem switched off already. So, I mean, really, <laughs> if you're watching people that are switched off, you can't really get yourself any more engaged. Absolutely. Again. It's <laughs> contagious. Um, look, I think, you know, one of the final questions that we sort of have, um, and I think it's just more of a personal note for you, is what's something, what's, what's a key bit of advice that you can really give to someone, you know, whether it's in the media industry or just in the industry, you know, any industry that, you know, is suffering and is finding it hard to sort of get past it. What's some, what are some key takeaways or points, you know, from your course, from your own experience, from your work life that you can really pass on to them? Well, the first step is, is that no matter how you're feeling, it is absolutely normal. As you heard from the stats that I've rattled off earlier on, so many people experience this at one time, one in five in any given year. So really it's completely normal. And the first step is to just talk to someone about it. It helps so much. And once you have that support, it's really easy to then move on to the next stage. You'll have help to then go get help, go see your GP, call Lifeline, contact Beyond Blue, anything like that that will really help. Mm -hmm. And once you've taken those first steps, that's when, you know, it'll always be difficult, but there's always someone who can help you. And do you think there's any sort of things that we haven't spoken about today that, you know, we just haven't had a chance to mention or we may have let slip our minds even that you think is just really vital to sort of get said about this um, this issue in the industry? Well, I just think in general it's really important to understand for everyone that we need to get rid of the stigma around a subject like mental health. Yeah. It is such a mental health is on a spectrum and Mm. it's always fluid. So no matter if someone has experienced before and then recovered, that doesn't mean that it just stops there. It's always a battle. It's just as important as physical health. So we should treat it that way. And do you think that stigma is still there? Do you think it's still, you know, hanging around? I think it's slowly moving out, Mm. but it's not moving out quickly enough. It's still lingering and we need to keep doing better to be able to talk about it, make people feel more comfortable to talk about it themselves. Fantastic. I mean, look, 
Thank you so much for joining us today. It's, you know, been really insightful. And, um, again, if this is something that is sort of impacting you, please, you know, lifeline beyond blue, speak to someone, speak to anyone, a loved one, you know, make sure, you know, as Danielle said, that you're really, you know, opening your communication. Definitely. Thank you so much. No, thank you. (laughs) Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Marketers and advertisers, brands big and small. You've been after a special someone for a while now. You think they're into you. I mean, you share the same interests, both passionate about the same stuff. Why wouldn't they be? Wait, there's a moment of silence. It's finally just you two alone. They're waiting. Go on, shoot your shot. You've got a voice. Use it now. Hearts are racing. Breathing becomes heavier. This is your chance to win them over. So what are you going to say? Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.